everyone, um, I'm Yasmeen and this is main character with Yasmeen. Welcome back to your favorite podcast in the entire world. Guinness World Records said this is the sexiest podcast. Um, I don't make the rules, Guinness does. Wherever Guinness, Phineas. Guinness? The Guinness. Unreal. I'm sorry, are you hearing that voice that's with me right now? Are you hearing that voice? Because if you're listening to this, you're gonna be like, who the fuck is that? But if you're seeing this, you know who the fuck it is. This is, I, I'm just so excited for this guest because this is someone I've really wanted on the podcast for a very long time. She is someone very special to me. She is an actress. She's a director. She's a writer. She's a producer. She was in The Last Kingdom on Netflix. She was in Red Rose on Netflix. She just had her directorial debut with Oh Rats. And that is coming out. When is it coming out? Um, that is soon. And we pending. Had, and that's pending. We have Amelia Clarkson here. Oh my god! It's an amazing being here. Well, in my house. <laughs> and yeah, we're, we're we're in her house. Where are we? In London. We are in Clapton, people. If uh, if you're familiar with London, you know that it's just where we, you know. Wear the coolest clothes and drink the coolest craft beers, and we're just the super cool ones. Isn't Clapton? Is is it? Isn't that the gonorrhea or chlamydia? That's the clap. That's chlamydia. That's what I said. But like, I thought someone also said like it was for, short for gonorrhea. But that doesn't make sense. Go with that glap. You know what I was told recently? How oh. good like to clear out your gut and like reform like microbiomes in your gut. What? Take medication for chlamydia. And it will literally like kill all the bacteria in your gut and then you can like basically start again. So we all have chlamydia now, guys. <laughs> and we are going to take the medication to clear out our gut. I'm so excited to have Amelia here because, well, it's so weird calling you Amelia because I can yeah, call you, yeah. I, we all call her Millie. Um, we met in 2019 when I was um, an intern at the Young Actors Theatre in- Institute in Islington. You were an actor there doing drama school and I was an intern under the creative director. Um, and it was, I remember the first day I came in with like a pink blazer and like a skirt. And I was like, I'm ready for my schoolgirl London moment. But like you guys were all in sweatpants. Like who the fuck is this girl showing up? It was like, yeah, Elwood's hit campus, but in the best way, everyone was just like, who the hell is that? I can't imagine that being like, what the fuck is this Yankee doing here? Yankee doodah. (laughs) But um, we just became friends. We went to go see shows together. We would have really incredible chats. And it wasn't just like a regular chat of like talking about like what we want to do in life and like who we are. It was more of meaningful chat. I just found out what DMC was, by the way, this weekend when Eva, I went to Ibiza this weekend, um, and it's deep, meaningful chat if you didn't know what DMC is. And we would talk about everything and nothing all at once. (laughs) And I I feel like so often we would fantasize and romanticize what our future's gonna be like, what we want the world to be like, what we want to see in the world. Mm. But we were talking about winning Oscars, but we're actually in a pub in Shoreditch having a cigarette. <laughs> yeah. But also we, like, even last night we did it. But yet we also, about, you know, the, the where, we, where we see ourselves going and already, but already existing there. Yeah. For example, now we're in my house doing a podcast together and it's like, because... Because we're super fucking successful and cool, do you know what I mean? Exactly. Because we exist in that plane and 
yeah, that's it, that's where it's at. I think it's a, a lot of times what we're going to dive into on this episode, and I think this is something that I'm really grateful for Millie to be chatting with me about is, do we live in fantasy land? And is that a good thing? And how do we... How do you romanticize the life that you want to have, but also acknowledging reality? And is there a limit? And how do we how do we find that balance? Yeah. Um, it's like, uh, well, like I live in a fantasy land completely, but I'm not. I don't. I wouldn't call myself deluded. Yeah, I think like I'm like so aware that like I'm living in a fantasy land, probably as a coping mechanism for a lot of things, but also. I'm not like deluded and yet I don't think it's impossible. Do you know what I mean? Yes, I do. I do know what you mean. And I, I feel like, I feel like, and we'll get there when we, after the break, but I want to chat about our earliest memories as children. I feel like so often as actors, as artists and creatives in this world, we started so young. We started so young with the imagination of like when our teachers would be saying do maths or do uh, history, but we're just imagining like my my earliest memory of fantasizing was me on the toilet with a little like potty stool because I was so short singing Breakaway by Hallie Clarkson thinking this is when I'm going to be winning my Oscar. But in reality, my mom and dad are like, shut up, like shut up, like you're being so loud. But I felt like that was my escape. And I felt like that was just the beginning of what my whole life was going to become. Yeah, that's beautiful. And I'm excited to hear about yours, so we'll get there right after the break. Yes. Let's do it. Okay, we are back. We are back. So we have the Amelia Clarkson here. We have the girl. She's having her cup of tea, just like every other Brit. (laughs) Peppermint. Peppermint. Digestive system. Yes, digest. I know. We've we've been having really bad IBS, so we were like uh, doing gas all last night, like next to each other. (laughs) I felt like our guests were like playing like fucking chess with each other (laughs) with our butts. We're facing (laughs) each other. And we're like, (laughs) (laughs) the tennis tennis of IBS. Yeah, that's crazy. Fantasy. So what does fantasy mean to you? Well, in terms of like in my life, I very much do live like half and half in reality a half in a daydream and always daydreaming but i'm daydreaming the daydreaming ranges between daydreaming about things that are very like doable like um like completing a 10k which i've done before like i'll fantasize on my run about like making that like 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 doing that 10k you know tomorrow or like you know not like lying to myself yeah yeah but like seeing myself doing those things and then you know of course i mean acceptance speech oscars yeah obviously i i want to bring up what the definition of fantasy means and that is it's a broad range of mental experiences mediated by the faculty of imagination in the human brain and marked by an expression of certain desires through vivid mental imagery And these scenarios and experiences are usually related to unattainable circumstances. And when I read that, I was like, yeah, I hate that. I hate that. I hate that it said unattainable circumstances. I think it's unattainable in that moment because you are not there. But I think, yeah, what were you going to say? You had a thought. I was also going to say like, okay, so are they saying that fantasy is because I was also going to say like some fantasies that I have, I thought like the word, the connotation of the word fantasy feels so like, um, sci-fi like yeah fairy like yeah fairy tale like but i like fairy tales like the brothers grim or whatever like 
dark fantasies exist and therefore like what does unattainable mean if I'm like fantasizing about something bad happening or yeah. something like death you know so I'm like I, I disagree who defined that I I, I Wikipedia did Wikipedia Sorry. did but I, I think fantasy whether it's dark or whether it's good I think it's I think it's an escape and I think it's 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 a way of holding optimism because hmm. I feel like nowadays, especially in our generation, it's so grim. Like, how am I, how are we, obviously we don't know what's going to happen in the next 10 years, unless the climate completely, like, right. is a disaster and we die in the, you know what I mean, because of World War Three. So we're not going to win that Oscar, but like, but isn't that fucking incredible to think that we will? And isn't that incredible that we get to like imagine our lives and our futures together? Like, but 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 we do like I win, but we would uh, yeah see like I, we we would have found this, things like saying like oh one day me and Eva are gonna have this flat together and I'll bring you now like da 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 when we were like younger and we're gonna yeah we're gonna live together and we'll live our, our sex in the city like we'll be like going on dates and coming back and like seeing and and like we totally did that like yeah it, it took it took five years it wasn't like it was something that we kept every day thinking about working towards like we must do this but we talked about it and we fantasized about it and these this happened you know of course when you talk about fantasizing and also i want to point out that fantasizing and romanticizing are one and the same i think it, i feel like they are like twins but then, like so they have the same dna but they are different does right. that make sense yes and so when you talk about fantasizing the life that you want what does that entail for you the life that I want, yeah, that's really tricky because so many things have just happened to me that I would never have imagined and yet I'm so glad and would never want, wish them away. So, no like, <laughs> when I fantasized about, like, healthy, happy, romantic relationships, like, I never saw it being a woman and, like, right now it is. Or, like, when I would fantasize about um get, getting like or like the other way around when I would fantasize about getting a, a like a lead on a on a show and like this and not realizing the stress and the like things that come with that in in a in a negative way and so I think fantasizing yes it's it's a weird one it's never really what you actually expect but it is a glorious escape I want to touch on that I feel like when the universe when you plan the universe laughs when you plan anything that you want in your life, I feel like it's never going to go that way. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I feel with fantasizing and romanticizing the life that you want, I feel like it sets you up for success. I, I, also, I sound like such a douchebag boy being like, you want success, you have to fantasize and you have to plan, blah, blah, blah. But I actually do think it's, I think it's... Well, it's a form of manifesting. It is a form of manifesting. I feel like it's, it's, it's a glimmer of hope that you get to have. I feel like it's that little glimmer of hope. Like right now, like I don't have a job. Right. I don't, I'm making this podcast freely. I'm, you know, I'm acting, but you know, with the writer's strike and the actor's strike going on in LA, we can't really do anything. Obviously standing with the unions completely and entirely. And in the UK, you can't really work unless you have a visa here. And I don't have a visa here. Yeah. So I'm kind of in this, like yet. So I'm in this limbo of what the fuck to do. But the one thing that I, that genuinely gets me through the day is daydreaming about yeah. my life one day. Yeah, and I hate, and we spoke about this, um, we have spoken about this before, like the shame that comes with that. Like you touched on before about being a kid and like for that moment singing Breakaway and like winning 
at, at the Oscars and like everyone's and then having yeah. that smack back reality of like your parents banging on the door and like the shame that you feel afterwards. I remember the exact same thing growing up, like fantasizing about something and then your brother runs in and is like, what are you doing? Like, and you're just, you're like, you're a bit like, you're so ashamed and you're like, oh, I was just, you know, I, tidying, like, no, I'm like, not doing anything weird. And I, because there's shame that comes with, with imagination right. and with creativity. And that's why I feel like, especially in our generation, like our parents and their parents didn't have the opportunity to imagine and to create the life of like freedom of expression. They had to, I feel like boomers and millennials and the generations before that, they had to get up, they follow what their parents are doing, they get a job, they get married, they have kids, they settle down, white picket fence. Whereas I feel like, which is a plus for Gen Z, we get the opportunity to live the life we've always wanted, to live yeah. the life we've dreamed of having. So when we were kids wanting to be in plays, wanting to do Shakespeare, wanting to do all of these things, now we get to fucking do it because we got to imagine it. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and we wouldn't, like, there's so many... There's so many things I dreamt about doing as a kid that I have done, but I, like, for example, I dreamt about being in the shows that I've been about, being an actor in the bit about. I never dreamt that I would also have to work in a pub alongside that to support those dreams, but hey, what a minimal cost. And actually, what a life experience. What a life experience. Adds so much to the people that you meet and being a creative and being in London. I mean, there's paths to fantasies that when they come true that you don't, you know, fantasy is like, oh, it's all glorious, but there's balance and there's yin and yang to it. Like we might, yeah, you know. Well, obviously, and I've already touched on this on the on my first episode, but there is a scientific, there is a scientific proof of the more optimistic and the, I mean the happier you are, the longer you live. We just know that. But mm -hmm. also with optimism comes imagination and comes. The opportunity i feel like with imagination fantasy romanticizing you're putting yourself at the forefront of yes. your life you are what i would argue the main character the main character of your own life where you get to say if i want to i don't know quit my job and just travel the world for a couple months which you did you were in bali for like seven weeks yeah. you can do that obviously yeah. i think it's a privilege just like quit your job and do whatever you want to do but like the, the world is ours and I think capitalism and the patriarchy like to remind us that it's not but yeah, in reality yeah. it is I, I agree and with optimism and with I think of course there's so, I think of course there's so many levels to it and there's so much like you understand about privilege and stuff but I also think that that's still a, a backlash against fighting for imagination and fantasizing and living out your dreams i feel like there is you know we can't just like box ourselves in this like yeah but not you know yeah everyone gets to like blah blah blah, blah. like i i'm going on a tangent in my brain no I feel, please but i feel like i went traveling a body with my best friend who was a thousand pounds in her overdraft and i don't think she'll mind me saying that but and you know what you gotta do what you gotta do sometimes and we made that shit work and we came back and she worked 12 hour days uh, uh, uh doing promo jobs and smashing it back out so that Halifax didn't ruin her life oh uh, we can't can we say bang's names Halifax. <laughs> yeah we can but we can take that out we can cut it we'll cut that in case Halifax comes for you 
I mean, we said it again. <laughs> I feel like we should keep that in. I don't even know what Halifax is. You said that. It's a bank. Like, it's a bank. In, in the UK. Yeah. I feel like I'm in a different country because I am in a different country. I feel like this is a third world to me sometimes. <laughs> Halifax. Who needs a fucking bank? Halifax. That sounds like... It's a place. It's it sounds like an, it sounds like an antidepressant. Like, Halifax. Get that and Everyone. you won't want to die all the time. Like, that. that's what it sounds like to me. Yeah, I mean, it's a place in North England called Halifax, and they have a bank. And it, well, I don't know if they have. You guys have the most absurd names, by the way. Can I just say that? Like, you have Primrose Way View, Second Court, Homs Doomsbury, and and that's just and it's like one road that's like off the main road that only goes one way. And you can only fit like I don't know, like a Fiat. That is like the type of roads that you guys have. Yeah, I know. We were we were. Trying to hide around corners from enemies with swords and shit. Not enemies with swords when y'all are the biggest colonizers ever. Sorry. <laughs> I'm talking like Viking era. Shit. And that's on I the last kingdom. <laughs> and, and that's on the last kingdom. <laughs> and that's on 15th century. But, Which, by the way, I'm very fascinated by. Yeah, really? The, like Vikings. And, the like, Viking, yeah, mad. Did you, you do a lot of research for the... For the TV series for it? Well, the thing is about the TV series itself is like it's so, in terms of like Viking shows that are out there, it because it talks a lot about like um, King Alfred. He was like the first king to like document, like probably write down like history and document everything that was going on. So in terms of like being factually correct, it's like one of the most factually correct shows out there. So uh, luckily I didn't come in until season three, so I just watched the first seasons and I was like, oh, I feel like I know this. <laughs> Unreal. Unreal. I want to bring us back to fantasy with The Last Kingdom as mm. well. Because I feel like Vikings, medieval, huzzah, like very Renaissance shit, mm. is all to do with fantasy. And I mm. feel like when you're younger, you always have like those, and this sounds, I sound like such a mean girl, but like, you know those like nerds in like middle or like elementary school that like were like reading all the time, like bookworms, blah, 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 but they have the most vivid, incredible imaginations that you know that they're just like, their mind is so colorful and so picturesque. Mm. Did you have to tap into that when auditioning and when becoming a part of the cast for the last kingdom of course and i think that is like touching on why we do what we do right yeah because that is like crack like pretending like pretending anything but just especially like olden day like oh, period. period pieces make me actually wet like it's true it's it's <laughs> i think they're horny they're really horny yeah i think as artists and creatives we're always and i think this is we're so lucky to be able to have like the people around us to push us to fantasize. As an actor, I feel like when we're approaching a character and I want to segue into the actor part of it because you are an incredible artist and your 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 craft, I've seen it, I have watched it. I've I literally watched you rehearse from like on stage in a black box theater onto an actual major screen in on Netflix. And seeing that, cute. that is really beautiful. And like seeing you become the artist that you are today, and like even like helping you write like part of your director's speech for what you just filmed, you know? Mm. You're multifaceted. You're, you're one of the most fascinating humans I've actually ever, no, I've told you this before. Your mind, you will think two plus two is four because it is four, but then you'll be like, but what if? 
What if we could add it to five? And this is why. And that's, that's on the foundation bone. And that's on and that that's on. I got a nineteen on the ACT in math, which is one of the lowest scores you could get. Actually, it's okay. I got a thirty-four for the reading. So. <laughs> I think we have to, and this is something I admire about you, you always think outside the box. And I think you always question. And you're never, and this is something my professor told me, he said, always approach things when, with curiosity, not criticism. Right. And you always do that. Yeah. And, and, I I, and I feel like, what are your thoughts on Gen Z today with romanticizing, fantasizing? Because I know it's a massive trend on TikTok. Like, yeah. romanticize your life, fantasize about it, live the life that you want to live. Yeah. Is that actually doable? Or are we just saying it for the sake of the trend? I think it is. Of course it's doable. We've seen, like, people do it. And, like, I think it's, I think it's, I hate when um, the boomers or, like, our parents are, like, yeah, fuck you, boomers. You have to, like, be realistic or be, like, the, the greatest minds that, that, like went and owned like you know conglomerates to people who are the biggest fashion designers artists that at one point they all just said i want to do that and like did it you know there's no there's no like of course there's luck and timing and things that play into it but at first it starts with fantasy it's always where it starts mm -hmm. and so even just starting that like you've made the right call you've made the right decision if that's the kind of trajectory and journey that you want, that you'd do anything to go on, then that's the first step. So it's like ridiculous to say it's not attainable when everyone who's attained it started there. Yeah. So like make that make sense. Exactly. And I feel like... I'm not from the Nepo Babies and we love you. We love... I, I love Nepo no, Babies. No, I love Nepo Babies. I wish I was one, genuinely. I love the Nepo I think they're so fascinating to me. But I... I like what you said, how it comes from somewhere. It all stems from that place of, I'm just gonna say, fuck it and do it. Because if you really think about it, our mind is always creating scenarios. Mm. Even when we're sleeping. When with REM sleep, we're creating random shit. Like I had a dream about, like I was in the middle of like, a, of like Jurassic Park dinosaur land, but I saved the day. Obviously that's not gonna happen, but it, your mind, wants to be free and it doesn't want to always be thinking inside the box of what everyone should be thinking about constantly yeah and i think it, it's it's i think people can say it's an escape i think it's i think it's a route does that make mm. sense i don't think it's mm. an escape i think it's a route to get to the place that you want to be i i know that for me well, even escaping is a route because it's i agree with you because escaping is just a, a way of staying so, uh, you know, not always, and I think there's, again, levels to this shit, but, like, as, but like if you are not in the best place and you you have a tendency to not be able to escape it and you will just spiral into thoughts, we, our minds are constantly thinking, we don't not think, there's not a minute that you sit there and you're, like, your brain isn't doing something when you're awake or asleep. Yeah. So, like, if it's not escaping, it's spiraling, and it's, like... And it's being realist. It, 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 it's probably going to go the other way, and it's going to be like, but this will never happen, and this could never happen, and and, and it's going to so, do the opposite. I do think there is an extreme though of fantasizing to the point of no return, and this is where I'm talking about, and I'll explain it. So just this week when we were we were in um, Ibiza, right? Mm -hmm. We went yeah, to incredible. went out. Thank you. Now I'm like all tans, and I feel good, and I'm sun kissed, but. We basically, long story short, was actually it's a really interesting story, but we had these people like 
come and steal, like take my like family friend's wallet. Stole his wallet, stole fucking everything. And then we're like, well, it's gone. Gotta cancel all his cards. But then he was getting notifications while we were at the bar that they were using his card right then and there. He was, they were at the bar while we were at the bar with them. So we're the like, drama. okay, the drama, of course it follows us everywhere. And so we're like, what the fuck is going on? And I know it sounds like I'm, I'm going on a tangent. I'm not, I swear to God, I'm gonna circle back. Highway. But yeah, exactly. But then the bartender was like, it's this guy. It's a bunch of Italian guys. So we're like, okay, well we asked them like, hey, is there any way that you have a wallet? It didn't go exactly like that. Cause you know, I get a little aggressive. I'm like, where's the fucking wallet? And I start crying, but it's, <laughs> You had Eva being the diplomat. You had everyone being like, hey, can you please give us the wallet, the cards? This is who it is. And they're like, no, it's not us. It's not us. Um, long story short, they actually did take it. Um, they left and I found it under the table. And it was this whole, we got kicked out even though they took it. Um, but what I'm talking about fantasizing was my family friend, he was thinking the whole time since they know my where my hotel is and they have my ID, are they going to come and now stab us all? Yeah, in his mind. In his mind, they're like, lighting up his address. They're looking they're up, they're having identity name. fraud. They're co they're coming to take every single thing from him. They're waiting for him in the parking lot to take to like stab all of us, to take all of us, to like harm us. Now, like it's they're going south of what's the worst possible case scenario that mm -hmm. could happen to us tonight. And he wasn't sleeping that night thinking about right? it. Right, and, and, and so and like how where our brains go of like what is the worst case scenario that could happen? No, I think with fantasizing about that, I think anxiety is there. In terms of like what you were saying before, I think that brings us back to like the definition of fantasy, and is that potentially just fantasy a positive word for overthinking? I don't. Right. I don't think so. I think overthinking is a part of it. I 100% overthinking is a part of it, but I think it's overthinking with imagination. Right. And married in the two. I think Mary, I think over, let's do a math, math formula. Overthinking plus imagination equals fantasy. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then it's like overthinking plus imagination of that guy coming to the hotel. I mean, that's all in there. That, that's all visual. That's all imagining. Or unless I... But, but that is overthinking. What we're doing right now is overthinking. <laughs> we're overthinking the word. We're overthinking. Us will spiral the whole time. It goes an hour into this whole podcast. Us being like, what the fuck? We overthinking. We overthinking the whole thing. We overthinking. I it. Oh, God. Well, I bring us back. Bring us back. I'm going to bring you back. I feel like in acting, a big thing is to not think, just do. Mm. And just you just got to dance with the fear and just do it. Yeah, don't just do something, stand there. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that, wait, what? Don't don't just do, do something, something, stand there. Stand, I've never heard that. Yeah, so it's like the phrase the saying is don't just stand there, do, do something. something. Yeah. But sometimes it's like an active phrase of like, don't just, like, don't try and do, do something, something, just stand in your space. I love that. I want to dive into a little something, a little something with you, first of all. Yeah. Before we get into... Something because I know what everyone thinks about fantasy. They think it's sex. They they think it's sexual related, but I think fantasy has no boundaries, mm -hmm. and the opportunities are endless of where your fantasies can go. Mm -hmm. But I want to ask you specifically, you Millie, what has fantasizing? Why you're like laughing right now? You're like, what the fuck is she? Because I'm asking. Yeah, because I'm like British, right? So you're like you've said sex, and now I'm like giggling. That's so weird. I feel like he was more <laughs> open with sex than we are. Do you think? Yes. 
I feel like I feel like you guys are more likely to just like be like, yeah, I fuck around and I do whatever I want to do. Whereas Americans are very much like, <gasps> don't say that word. No one says no, sex no, here no. ever. Maybe yeah. yeah, maybe it's a generational thing as well. I feel like parents, my parents here, yeah, they used to they say. Well, I feel like that's all parents, you yeah. know. But I was wanting to bring up what has fantasizing done for you within your identity into stepping into who you truly are. I guess there's been a part of like fantasies about um, like women mm. and like whilst I was like in straight relationships that I hadn't fulfilled and then have and then there's been fantasies I fantasized about like locations that <laughs> yeah that, you know then then you're kind of more inclined to do and try and just yeah like that yeah so and the reason why I bring that up is because I feel like so often our fantasies are actually like when we're younger thinking about x y or z it's actually leading us to be who we really want to be and the, to live the life that we really want to. Because yeah. since I've known you, you've only been in straight relationships. Right. And I found out, like, you have a girlfriend now who's yeah. fucking incredible, by the way. She's the best. She's amazing. If you're watching this, we love you. I mean, when I was younger, I used to think about, like, girls sometimes with guys and, like, loving both and, like, liking them. Like, why am I staring at her boobs? Like, what? This isn't normal. Yeah. Yeah, and, I was such a boob starer, but I never really... Re <laughs> that makes me sound like such a pervert. No, it's not. It's not. It's not. Like, and I, ne I never really was like... I never really understood if it was like, oh, I, I like them attractively or I'm like, I don't have any and I'm jealous. Yeah. And then here you are in a queer relationship and you're like, oh... And I like them and I'm jealous. Yeah, and you're like, and two things can exist at <laughs> once. But what is one of the biggest things, like, just taking away whether that is your sexuality or not like that fantasizing and fancy has led to you and your identity well i guess it's very interesting as well because like what's the thing that we all like as young girls conditioned to fantasize about the most growing up is that wedding day right and that's such a main character moment like we imagine that day it's all about you it's all about the dress that you wear and it's a main goal in life that is conditioned since we watched Bride Wars that normally were two or like whatever. And 27 dress, uh, 27 dresses. Best well, fucking movie. Like, we, we all thought about that one day. Right. You know, like, and it, that's, and that carries on. I feel like it's such a childhood thing. You, you always carry that with you and therefore think about, oh, that day or, or, or whatever. And I think it's interesting when you break down the traditional um conditioned aspects of that and the fantasies of that and you realize like okay maybe exactly i don't want any of that and that's like a reductive fantasy moment is it reductive or is it just well no reductive is the wrong word you're right it, it, or is that just realizing more about yourself than you didn't know because of fantasy yeah and i feel like we've said fantasy a thousand and nine hundred and million <laughs> times in this episode but that's the point of this episode i you know what else we need to watch after this huh fantasia no, i really just took it there sorry i've never watched fantasia for real what is it about they're like the walt disney fantasia no wow okay. we'll talk about we'll that talk after about that. but I, I i think for me realizing so much about my identity is like when I'm on the Stairmaster at the gym mm. or when I'm working out, I have thought and plotted out my 
perfect Met Gala look. Anna Wintour doesn't know that, but she's already invited me to the Met. I'm gonna be a guest in the next couple years. You've already RSVP'd. I've already RSVP'd. I already know who's taking me. I'm already having Suhair <laughs> Murad or Elisab or a Lebanese or Arab designer oh. dressing me. I know what I'm wearing and I know, and I'm gonna tell you why what I'm wearing and what I'm doing plays into my identity and that I realized more than I thought. Mm. Because the Met Gala is like huge day that everyone watches and it's like, oh my God, like I've, I feel like I've had to, I, it's a chance for me to show up and show out as myself. So I'm wearing a B. I think about this as I'm like sweating buckets, like up there, like almost on the verge of, a, of cardiac arrest. Like <gasps> I'm wearing gold, gold, everything stripped down to the T metal, almost, almost like the Zendaya moment of, you know, when she was like the, uh, not like the prince almost like yeah. with her red hair. Uh, but everything's gold. I'm wearing like a little like, like a Joan of Arc, my a, almost Joan of Arc, but like an Arab Joan of Arc, and I have a sword. Wow. So it's kind of a Grimes too. And then I'm wearing like a beautiful either a nude or red lip and like long nails, but it's slit on the side, so my leg is showing. Ooh. Heels, and it's a gown, and it's metal, and it's beautiful. And I realize so much of it has to do with my Lebanese heritage, and I didn't realize that because. I have been feeling a little disconnected from my culture because I haven't been there in so long. And I'm excited because I'm literally going this week. It's since, since 2019. Wow. And I know because of the panorama and then the Beirut explosion. But wow, you haven't been since? No. Wow. Okay. Wow. So I'm very excited. But I didn't realize how like far removed I was until I started fantasizing about what I'm wearing to the Met Gala. That sentence, of, isn't that so, and like, and like, I was like, why am I, why is my whole outfit centered around Lebanon and yeah. Middle Eastern culture? And I'm like, because I feel so far removed, then now that's a time to reclaim and take that back as mine. Yeah. Because it is. Yeah. Even though I'm not going to the Met Gala next year, more so we think, I'm not doing any of this. I'm actually at a fucking equinox climbing to make my ass plumpier like that is what i'm doing but in that moment i'm like this is my heritage and i need to show it out to the world and i'm doing that at the met with anna wintour does that make you're any sense that. of course of course it is it's like you're marrying the you, you you through these kind of like what are not by the way but what could be deemed as like superficial in my, like fantasies of like whatever you've actually been able to like analyze that and look into it and go okay what is something that i'm clearly not recognizing and feeling which is that you feel disconnected from your culture and your country that is like crazy and i think as you said that i thought okay well what do i fantasize the most about and it is about it is about acting but it's not about me acting in the roles that i want to do it's, it's always about doing something on a scale that is like hugely like the magnitude is crazy and i think that isn't actually if i think about it something that i genuinely genuinely personally i mean if i get to just make a living from acting to do what i love doing then like that's that's absolute goals like whatever i'm gonna be like the happiest person in the world but actually i think that that magnitude thing i think that that might be me then going home and being like to my parents how proud are you ah because it's so big yeah but maybe, and, and it's so interesting because I only really thought about that as you were saying that. Like, what is that? What is that moment for you? What is yeah. that? And is that like, it's that fantasy of just having that moment of your parents saying I'm proud. 
But yeah. And what does that say about your relationship with your parents? And what does that say your feelings of being proud of yourself? Right. And I, I think you can spiral, obviously, and say, like, all, what does all of that mean? But I think I think it's important, too, because it, sh- it, it teaches you more about yourself. Yeah. And your identity. Like, I've never fantasized about acting as an ex-man or an ex-woman. But actually, I've fantasized about taking my little brothers to see me in Avengers. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yes. Like, it's not a personal thing. They're like, what is, what is that disconnection of those fantasies, you know? Exactly. It's, it's, it's funny because with acting, I always say, like, if you're doing it for the fame and you're doing it for the money, you're doing it for the wrong reason. Don't uh-huh. get acting. No. You, you could be getting the fame and money off influencing or off fucking doing tech or some shit. But or OnlyFans. Or OnlyFans, by all means. Like, do what you gotta do. Absolutely. Love that. Love. But, like, this is, like... I thought I think about like fantasizing like taking my parents to the Venice Film Festival for my movie debut and like seeing my parents like walk and like just watching them like sit down for the theater and like getting excited. It's not even about me walking onto the red carpet. It's my parents. Oh, well, it's about, yeah, oh, it's, it's about watching my little brother and sister being like, that's my sister. Like, that's my, yeah. that's like, this is my brother and sister. Like, these are my babies. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's that fantasy. And I, sure, call it fucking manifesting because that's what's going to happen. And I feel like you could just see our, our energy shifts of, of the what ifs of one day this will happen. Because now it's going to happen because we're putting that out in the world. And people will be like, oh, no, you have to work hard to do it. Absolutely. But if you don't have that fantasy, then it's not going to work. Exactly. Exactly, you have to have both, my other two. Yeah, fantasies. Fantasies. Oh, fantasies. Sweet, sweet, fantasies. 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 And we'll be right back. <laughs> all right. All right, all right, all right. So I ask all my guests this. I was feeling so much calmer before you said that. It's fine. No, the pressure's <laughs> fucking on you. There's like a gun to your back. Oh, wait, there's no guns in the UK because they Woo! actually have gun control. US, oh, take notes. Um, I want to ask you because mm-hmm. this is called main character, what yes mean. What is your most and biggest main character moment of your life? Or when has there been a time? where you have felt your main character energy. I go into explicit detail. <laughs> main character moment. Well, this, 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 there's two answers. There's a very obvious um, basic answer, which was when I was a main character on a TV show and like that was like a standard, like dream reached, goal reached, forever reach well I mean it was not just I mean it was a it was a whole lead cast but I mean in terms of like the acting industry everyone dreams about that day that they they see their name next to the board on the call sheet or whatever I think no one's lies about that but obviously it was a it was a big cast lead cast six of us or like names other than that you were there and it was my last birthday and I had been through a bit of a rough time and I had no idea that the girls had organized. Like, I remember Eva being like to me, what do you want to do for your birthday? And I was like, oh, like, it's the second of Jan. Like, no one really cares. Like, it's, like, after New Year's Eve, like, if people are down for, like, a dinner, that would be lush. Like, whatever. And she was like, let me organize it. And she did everything. And then, um, and then a couple of my other friends, like, organized a surprise breakfast where you guys all turned up. And, like, just 
like that to to feel that kind of love and adoration from the closest people and it was like my day and everyone was like all the balloons and like Mini, what do you want to do? Where do you want to go? And it was that a whole like, which is really interesting because I don't necessarily always feel comfortable in that space in terms mm. of like decisions on you. What do you want? Da, 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 da. Um, but that day was just beautiful for me, and that was my main character. Well, not main character because everyone that I cared about in my life was there. And genuinely wholeheartedly wanted to just be there and celebrate me. And everyone was just like so aware of what I was going through at the time and just being like the best, best friends, best people. And so that was my main character moment. So it felt like what everything that you said to me, it felt like you had, you're the main character of that film and we were all your supporting roles to support, support that, to support the yeah. protagonist of the feature yeah and i'm so grateful that we got to do that for you because i feel like in life if we're not living life as the main character of our own storylines and what the fuck are we doing and that's exactly why i love this podcast so much because i just think people do not understand the the meaning of main character and they think it's wrapped up in like narcissism or like whatever but like it's just so logical like you watch a film through the main character's eyes and if you're not watching your life through your own eyes like what the fuck are you doing <laughs> if, if, and if you're not constantly rooting for yourself and advocating for your pleasure and your joy then you're not living no and that's and that's just bottom line and you're probably being a protagonist and other pe- an antagonist in other people's lives i think you're being you being and i actually think you're being the antagonist of your own oh, life and i think that's the sad part yeah. But I'm so grateful for you sharing that with me because that's that's all we want in life is to just be yeah. to be the main character of your life and to share the other main characters of others' lives. Exactly. So I'm so grateful. Thank you for talking about fantasy and reality with me and everything in between. Me. I'm so excited. Um, you can catch Amelia Millie um, in her next movie that she directed. She's not in it, but she did direct it. Oh, rat. And it's coming out very soon. Yeah. We'll link it. Um, and make sure to like, subscribe, um, download, uh, rate main character with Yasmin on, on Spotify, Apple, Google, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. And we'll see you next week. Thank you, Millie. Thank you, babe. <laughs> oh, I love you. I love you. Mm-hmm. Make sure to like, subscribe, download all future main character with Yasmin episodes, and major thank you to our incredible editor and producer, Max Shepardson. I'll see you next week. Bye.